Mikey and Rin stay in. Oh, yeah. Okay, ready? Yeah. Hi, guys. Welcome to Mikey and Rin stay in. I'm Mikey. And I'm Rin. And tonight we have our wonderful friend, Margaret Floyd Berry, um, author of Eat Naked, co-author of the Eat Naked Cookbook. Um, Naked Foods Cookbook. Naked Foods Cookbook is what I meant. <laughs> She's basically a celebrity, so you're welcome. Mm, yeah, not really, but <laughs> thank you. A little ego stroke there. Yeah, get a little stroke. Prime me up nicely. <laughs> yeah. So Margaret, Margaret and Corinne um, went to school together at the Insta- uh, IAN. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. so the in- Institute of Integrative Nutrition. And then it just so happens that Margaret, uh, if you guys are watching the show, um, you'll see she is a, a brunette um, healer of sorts. My wife is a brunette healer, and she just happened to um, marry a redheaded chef. So we're like, yeah, we're bizarro world versions of each other. Yeah, it's true. Basically. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. yeah. And then they just live up the street from us here. Yeah. Yeah. So we asked Margaret on the show, and she very graciously accepted. She's like possibly the busiest person I know. She's um, a business owner, like boss bitch business owner. (laughs) Um, She is also a mama to two little humans that are incredibly cute and amazing. Um, And she is also a wife to a redhead. (laughs) Um, And so... We're really excited to have her here because she's got some cool and interesting and unique perspectives and stories that she's going to talk about um, really on her journey to motherhood. Um, And so why don't you just start us off with like, did you always know you wanted to be a mama? Was that like a... (laughs) Development that happened later in life was that, yeah, yeah, tell us about that. no, I never wanted to be a mother for most of my life. Like, I was wow. not like the kid who, I mean, I had dolls, I, I must have like done mama things with them. I'm <laughs> saying, like, what did I do with them? But, um, but no, it wasn't like I never wanted to get married and I never wanted to have kids. Like, that was like hard line. In fact, I used to like, if I would pass a church and I'd see like a wedding come out I'd be like ah, suckers like I just the whole idea was kind of horrifying to me that's awesome until I was in like my early 30s I did get engaged once it didn't work out but that sort of experience was like oh crap that is what I want and now I'm officially a stereotype because like now I'm like <laughs> mid-30s single and like looking for a guy you know yeah what I mean? like it sort yeah. of like changed the whole dating filter and everything sure yeah um but yeah no kids was not and I can even remember when I did meet James and we had the conversation about kids I was like I don't know how do I say this in a way that doesn't make me sound like a complete ass um I was like I don't really <laughs> like, sound like a complete well ass. I just didn't I didn't really like like kids like I was like I need it. If we're going to have kids, they have to be like my kids. Like I need the benefit of hormones. Cause he was like, Oh, it's no problem. Cause you know, we were starting very late mm. and, um, he was like, Oh, no problem. We'll just adopt. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like wrong wife. Like I can't, yeah. I can't, yeah. I just, I need the benefit of hormones. And I can't remember yeah. even, I'll be honest when I was pregnant, I was like, Oh my God. Like what if I don't like my own kid? Like it was, it was kind huh. of, and I had, luckily I had enough other women in my life because I was sort of surrounded by very like high power business women and a lot of them went through the same thing and Mm. I'd seen my my very first ever business partner um she was pregnant when we first met and she was the exact same way and actually around the same age and was like I remember in meetings and I was like you know my mid-20s at the point and she was like oh my god what if I don't like my kid and I was like hormones I've heard like I think it kicks in <laughs> hormones so. will hook you up <laughs> they really well you know what spoiler they do yeah when I Thank think from God. an evolutionary standpoint there is that thing where it's like the protective mechanism just like locks in 100% the like this mm. is my the smell of your baby it's completely. like you know it from like an animal perspective it's like oh yeah I need to protect completely. this thing completely cool so, did, did you did you feel that when you because you're you're Firstborn is now seven, so that was yeah. seven years ago. Seven, yeah. Um, what was the experience like of sort of meeting her for the first time? Because I know that we're going to talk about her birth story, which... Well, you know what? Meeting her for the first time is so influenced by that mm. that I kind of need to give that context because yeah. it Let's was like it. a very unusual way to 
like it was totally different than mm. what most people experience, I think. Mm. Um, so yeah. So I mean, so like long story short was I had a, you know, we did, we were very, we were very blessed. We got pregnant very quickly. Mm. Um, and um, I had a very healthy pregnancy mm -hmm. um, and I did all the things, you know, so I'm a functional nutritionist. So like I ate all the right foods. I was eating like liver and my raw milk and all my green juices and all these fermented foods. Like, and it's actually really interesting because babies develop their palate in amniotic oh, fluid. Yeah. Like they can taste the food. I've never heard that. And my first daughter is like, I mean, that kid will eat anything. I mean, you guys know Sia. I mean, this child yeah. will try anything yeah. you know yeah. she comes like she, i remember her drinking a green juice and it was not like green juice which is like lots of apple with a tiny bit of like yeah. spirulina thrown in there this yeah. was like straight up green juice probably not a fruit in there yeah and seeing her just be like oh and like drink it and i was like yeah i drank one of those pretty much every day of my pregnancy so awesome. like of course you love that right <laughs> wow. so yeah so i had i did have a really good pregnancy and um and i i was really you know, when it comes to like choosing your birth environment, because I came from this like natural health community. Mm. Um, and actually, I think also my religious upbringing, which I, I never talk about, but I was raised Christian scientist. Mm -hmm. That is not Scientology. I just need to like right, make yeah. that super clear. <laughs> I did not believe in aliens. But, um, but with <laughs> Christian science, there's like no reliance on medical support. Right. Right, so a lot pray away of, the disease, sort of. Essentially, it's a lot more complicated than that. But yeah, yeah sure. it's it's definitely like you know, sort of you lean on spiritual resources okay. versus like material and like sort of like the physical resources. Yeah. And so, a lot of Christian scientists do home births and do natural births and and like don't don't go to medication and don't go to hospitals as their first right. line of of, right. of support. Right. Mm -hmm. So, Were you born at home? I was not born at home. Okay. I was born in a hospital. Okay. Um, but, um, but it's very common. Like it, I was always raised that like sort of it's medication and hospital environment. Like that's the very last recourse. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Only thing I know about Christian science is that Jim Henson was a Christian scientist. Mm. He was. Yeah. Yeah. That was like, that's my only frame of reference. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think There's he had others, like a like, fairly curable form of cancer or whatever. And so it was like, they were like, had he gone to the hospital, it would have been fine, but he didn't. Oh, and then he died. Yeah, he always I know the best. No, I know. Yeah, that's probably true. But well, and there, and you know, so that's a very complicated thing, and I'm not part of the religion formally like that anymore. But but there's just like a lot of similarities there in terms of like I was sort of going to these natural solutions. But I will also say, just straight up, I was freaking terrified of hospitals. Yeah. And I had it so drilled into that. me. Like I'd seen the birth movies. I can't remember what mm. they're called, but I'd seen them all. Mm. And it was very like portraying of like, oh my gosh, if you go to a hospital, it's like they're going to inject you with all these drugs yeah. and they're going to mm. force you to take an epidural and you're going to end up being um, induced and it's probably going to turn into mm. a C-section. And you know, like it was this, like, this such a medicalized experience. Yeah. And I Are was like... Are you seeing like, videos from the church? No, 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 oh. not the church at all. No, oh, this is like, other... so now let's just fast forward into my life as a nutritionist. Mm. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. And so yeah. now, I, you know, the community that I'm part of is very much like do everything mm. the natural sure. way. Like, oh my God, never have an epidural because of all these things it's right. going to do to the right. baby. Right. I mean, you know, I can tell you, we did, a, we did a lot of homework about our options and we chose an amazing home birth midwife, mm. um, Davy Kalsa. She's in LA. She's amazing. She's just like, she's like the guru of this stuff. She's phenomenal. She's been doing it forever and cool. ever. And of course, she, you know, it's a requirement with her and any good home birth midwife that you have a backup doctor. Mm, and I yeah. can still remember going to meet <clears throat> this backup doctor, Dr. Crane. And being like, and he, you know, he was really polite. He was really nice. Again, he was like, these were both, you know, they've been doing this for a very long time. So I'm sure he had seen a lot of people like me, very like kind of cocky, like, hi, nice to meet you. I'm never going to see you again. I'm just doing my job here, coming right. to like, right. you know, you know, just pay my dues or whatever. I mean, right, he offered right. to do an ultrasound. I was like, ultrasound, <laughs> you're going <laughs> to blind my baby. No, you know, I was, right, I right. did the one ultrasound at 20 weeks. That's the only ultrasound I did the whole pregnancy. Um, and it's, it's actually funny to me now, I think back and I was like, wow, I mean, I knew I was pregnant, like there were obvious signs, but I think like the first time we, well, no, that's not true. Cause we could hear the heartbeat, but it was just like a long time before it was like really confirmed. Cause I never did any of the tests. I mean, I peed on a stick. Right. right. Oh yeah. Right. Sure. That's right. all I did. I right. did not go to a doctor <clears throat> to confirm it. Yeah. I literally peed on a stick and then I 
started researching midwives. Well, and this is what was going to happen <clears throat> with us in the first pregnancy. I don't think you were going to do one until 20 weeks. And then, you know, when she started spotting and we kind of thought something was up, that's when we went in and had an emergency um, ultrasound. Right. And that's when we found out that the baby wasn't viable. But it was like, there was there was definitely like, I think part of both of us that were just like, wow, mm-hmm. maybe you're pregnant. <laughs> I think you're pregnant. Your body's right. changing. Right. Yeah. But right. it's, it is that kind of like, right. It's actually a picture. Yeah. It's actually a picture. No. Yeah. And that was, that was a, that was actually a profound moment yeah. for us. And, um, but you know, when he offered, I was like, oh God, no. Like I was, I was, mm-hmm. I was that extreme of like, I was thinking an ultrasound is going to, I think I thought it not blind her, but affect her. It was going to be really loud. I can't remember exactly what I was concerned mm. about, but I'd read something, you know, and I, you know, I was reading all the Ina Gask and stuff. And we, the only preparation we did was go to a home birthing class. Mm. And I'm going to be completely honest. I loved it because I'm so high strung that every time I listened to that meditation, I just fell asleep. <laughs> Awesome. Let's footnote that for later. Yeah, totally. It's not a super useful tool during sure. labor. <laughs> Got to be yeah. a little active. Yeah. And I literally thought, oh my God, this is the best thing ever. I listened to this meditation. I fall asleep. This is going to be like, Baby and they pops did, out. and they did show videos mm. of like women that basically looked like they were asleep and then pff, a baby comes out. Like that was like, there what? was a lot of videos like that in the home birthing really? class. Yeah. Like, oh, look at her. She can barely tell she's in labor. And then she's kind of like... <laughs> I mean, I, I'm exaggerating, but I would like look up and be like, uh, you know, and then, <laughs> and I was like, I can do that. I can totally do that. You know, so, and I watched so many Graceful. videos of all of these different women, like just, you know, all these creative home birthing scenarios. I can remember there was a video that got circulated on Facebook about, I don't know, three or four weeks before uh, Sia actually was born. And it was a woman in a car, um, who she and her husband, I always, I'm still like, who's filming this? Cause he's driving and she's having a baby, <laughs> but like, she's like, Oh God. And, and he's like, take off your seatbelt. And she's like, I don't like pull down your pants. And she's like, and she literally like in the car has the baby Ow. and she's just kind of like, Oh my God, Oh my God, it's coming. It's coming. You know? And I was like, Oh my God, it happens so fast. You know? And I knew in my head this. that this wasn't like always the case, mm. you know? And my mom had a really hard long labor with me and I don't I don't know the details because she'd she'd passed right mm. and my dad didn't really remember much other than it was like traumatizing and he at the end he was like I'm never doing that again I was like you think you thought that but um right, <laughs> right. For but sure. um so I don't I don't know all the details I know stories of like I got stuck in the birth canal and they had to like manually dilate and all this kind of stuff and I don't mm. I don't know I don't know if she had an epidural like I don't know any of that kind right of stuff. Um, but I know it was long I know that there was moments of like extreme risk mm. you know and yeah. um so, so I knew that, but I sort of like, I'm not going to let my mom's story define my story, you know, all that. So I didn't spend a lot of time thinking about it. Um, and everything had gone so well. And I remember also Davy. um, there's certain things she said to me and I know she said them kind of in jest, but I really like took them so seriously. And literally, like she said, if you walk five miles a day, your baby will fall out of you. Ha ha ha. I'm not, I'm not meaning that, but I literally was like, I'm walking five miles a day. So this baby, and I did. Yeah. Every single day, I walked five miles a day. Wow. Like, I had my Ooh. roots. By the end of it, I knew exactly where I could go so that I could stop and pee, like, five times along the way. Sure, you sure. know, like, I did every day. Yeah. And she also said 50 squats a day. And I did that. Like, I'd brush my teeth with my, like, you know, like, the two-minute timer of the electric toothbrush, and I'd, like, do my you 50 do squats, 50. you know? That's like fantastic. so. I mean, I was so disciplined. <laughs> and did you feel like that this was – do you feel like there was an added amount of pressure? I mean, obviously, this is the field that you're in and all that. But, I mean, 100%. did you feel like it was, like, I have to perform this at, like, the Olympic level right. or – or I'm right. a bad mother. Well, see, at that stage, it didn't dawn on me that I wouldn't. Right. So that came in later. But in that in that moment, like, it was just not even an option. Like, we hadn't even packed a hospital bag. Oh, wow. Because it was like, well, we're not going to the hospital. Why yeah. would you need a hospital bag? Of course. Right. Yeah. We had the birthing tub. <laughs> we had right. that in the living room for, sure. like, three weeks already. It was, like, queued up and ready to go. But yeah. something like... A hospital bag we didn't you know we had all of our homemade food and all our like mm. coconut water popsicles yeah. and like all that stuff mm. that was like we were stocked I mean we could have you know that kind of stuff completely taken care of mm. the playlist the yeah. like fake candles like we had it all I know and I, th- I think there's like something about uh, with our experience I mean we were just so prepared we were going to do it in a birth center uh-huh. but it's like yeah we hadn't even 
I hadn't even really listened to which hospital they were associated with. Like we oh, hadn't met a hospital. I, did, I, did, I, did, I mean, I knew which right. one, yeah. but it, I just wasn't even thinking about it. No, no. I was like, yeah, that's oh, never no, no, going to no, happen. No, 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 no. Yeah. And it is like, I think that there's probably, there's value in knowing more about it. I think like there's a lot of value in yeah. knowing more about it and just like knowing your options and not being, you know, I look at it now and I think part of it was the community that I was part of. Um, part of it was that, you know, sort of had this upbringing where you think medication lasts. I mean, also like my mom had just died, right? So my last oh, yeah. experience had been in a hospital, had been sitting at her bedside for two and a half weeks yeah. and yeah. In, in the ICU and, you know, it, they were an amazing hospital and they, they were brilliant. And it was a very specific and traumatic experience. And I associate hospitals, because my mom had been very sick for many years, and I associated hospitals very firmly with, like, lots of surgical procedures, lots mm -hmm. of pain, lots of deep recovery, and then ultimately death, right? Sure. So that's not where I want to have my baby, right? right. Yeah. Right, right, right. I told totally, you, my, my like, sister is a super preemie. I don't know if you knew that, but she I was didn't. born at, like, 24 weeks. Oh. And um, so – and. You know, I was five when she was born, but I mean, I have this massive trauma around hospitals. Like, just it was scary. She was in an incubator for months on yeah. oxygen, all the things. So I just look at hospitals. I get like hospital heart, like oh, white yeah. coat syndrome, oh, yeah. super high, you know, um, heart rate and things when I go into the hospital because it's just like, yeah, this is where bad things happen. Like mm -hmm. this exactly. is, you know, it's like there exactly. are very few positive mm -hmm. um, memories and feelings that you have around hospitals generally. So it's like, yeah, I, I totally get that. I know. So yeah, so we didn't we didn't prepare for it, and I was you know already advanced maternal age, right? So I was yep. automatically slotted into that sort of random high risk. Mm. Um, and bless Davy, because I went two weeks over, which no one would let you do, but wow. she did. Yeah. She was like, no, I mean we're monitoring. Her heart rate's great, um, and she knew I was doing like all the things. Mm. Um, and so you know I can I can remember like I mean we had such uh, the vision of the birth was so idyllic. I can remember the people from the hypnobirthing class, you'd get like notices, right? Like, oh, so-and-so had their baby and it's so-and-so. And I was like, oh my God, when's this baby gonna like, oh, like, <laughs> yeah. like I wanna get this thing over with. And then I can still remember like, you know, um, James' dad and his, his wife were in town and we'd gone out for this big Ethiopian meal on a Sunday night and then they were, they were heading off on a trip. And, um, and the next morning I woke up um, with, in labor. And mm. I woke up at five and it was like, you know, contractions were kind of coming every few minutes. And I, we had the, the contraction timer and we started doing it. And I was like, this is not that bad. I can hang out. Um, and then, you know, we called Davy and let her know. Um, and then very quickly, like within an hour or two, it ramped up. And it was like, it's not so fun anymore. And it went into like, you know, every minute. It was really intense, really quickly. Davy was not available. She was on another birth. Oh, what? so yeah. thing number one that was like unplanned was her backup came, right. and we'd know we'd met that you know we definitely had appointments, and that was part of it. Like you meet Davy, you do most of your sessions with her, but you have like two or three appointments with the backup, and yeah. she's lovely. Sure, didn't have the same experience as Davy, so she's just newer. Yeah, you know, and I just didn't have that. <clears throat> like it's such an intimate bond that you have. Mm. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I really liked her and I really respected her, but I didn't feel this sort of like profound connection with her. Right. And it didn't, again, dawn on me <laughs> that she's got a backup for a reason because sometimes babies come at the same time. <laughs> and right? she's only one person. <laughs> and she's right. one person. Right, I know. I always think about this. She doesn't have like staff, this. right? Yeah. And, right. and you are in a place where like she's going to your home. So unless yeah. you happen to be neighbors, she's probably not going to be right. with the second person. So that was like, oh, okay, reorient. That's all right. Um, and, um, by the time she got there, her name is Michelle. By the time she got there, I was already dilated five centimeters. And mm. I was like, Whoa. oh my God, I'm going to have this baby by like. Wait, how much time was that from, so you wake up at 5 a.m.? 5 a.m. by like seven, it's it were real. And then I would say it was like <laughs> 11 or 12. Wow, yeah. It was fast. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is like, you know, and I was certainly like, I was in it, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and our doula was amazing. She was there. Um, and again with our doula, like amazing, which this was like her third or fourth birth. So this was also fairly new for her. So, yeah. you know, not, and, and again, like amazing people. And it was one, and she was a champ, you know, I'll tell you more about her in a second. She was a complete champ. Mm. Um, um, but we were just sort of in an environment where there wasn't as much experience had, you know, like, especially like having Davy there who had done this, you know, for so many years, right? Yeah, of course. right? Or, you know, and then in the absence of that, having somebody, and remember we're like, we're home right so it's yeah. a different thing yeah. than if you're at a hospital yeah. where there's sort of these sort of backups right mm -hmm. 
So um, it feels like a lot of layers of backup. A lot of layers something. of backup. Sure. A ton of layers of backup. Of course, like that's the thing, yeah. right? It's a pretty skeleton crew when you're at, like doing a home birth. Like, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. And it wasn't like I should also say we were living in like a crappy little two bedroom apartment in uh, in L.A. Like we were not. Right. This wasn't like a private home. Like the walls were paper thin. Right. Every oh, yeah. neighbor I'm sure knew that there was something <laughs> crazy going on in Suite 207 because like right. I was making some noises. I was not. I learned that I don't do this quietly. And like some of the sounds that came out of me, I was like, yeah. what was that? God, that's, like these that's, like guttural primal and I was and I also there's this idea that you like really go inward and Mm. that you're not aware of that like that never kicked in for me Uh. ever I was super aware like I would be in these moments I kind of couldn't stop myself but then I would be like oh my god what are they thinking like I was (laughs) I was so you know talk about the people pleaser and like caring way too much what everyone else thinks that I was actually worrying about the neighbors while I was in labor but I was I was just like but like it, that, what happened is I continued to labor like this, but the progress like stopped. Oh, so like, okay. Like seven, eight hours later, I was like, like barely pattern. at six. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And what ended up happening, like I was in the tub, I was out of the tub. She was making me like walk, and I was really expecting that I would like lie down, go to sleep, and, and like a baby would come or out. Or you'd walk five miles, and the baby would just fall out. Or yeah. the, right. And sure. and walking. Oh my God, that was horrific. And we did. Mm. She did make me walk up and downstairs a couple times, and I was like ready to kill. Um, Were you outside? Inside and outside. Okay, yeah. I mean, it took us probably two hours to get around the block. It yeah. was like step, step, stop, and like lean into James and have him like hold me up, and then mm. like half a step, stop. You know, I mean, it was it was it was brutal. Um, and I loved being in the tub because it felt better, but it would slow it down even more. Mm. So this like one place that I was like in moderate, I wouldn't call it comfort, but it was like sort of survivable. It was like, I wasn't allowed to be in it. I kept being like, how many, how many more contractions before I can get back in the tub? (laughs) You know? And we tried all the different positions. Is that a thing? Why does it, why does that slow it down? Well, um, I'm not totally sure. I think it's because you just get more relaxed. I I don't, I don't even know if it does. I, I honestly, I don't know. Right. Um, all I know is that she wouldn't let me stay in it for very okay. long. And um, I didn't <laughs> like that. Trying to go Yeah. And so, um, so this kept going. And my water hadn't broken either. And so she actually ended up breaking it. It felt like she used a knitting needle. I'm sure it wasn't a knitting needle. Mm-hmm. But that was sort of like, it felt like we were sort of in that like era. I was like, oh, wow, this is really... You know, and I was We've all kind of night. Things like that before that it's very. It's, it's pretty. Very yeah. Well, but I think, and I think that's what they do in a hospital too. Like it's I, also no, what no, 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 like, totally. It's, like, it's just like yeah, oh, sure. it's like a balloon, right? Like yeah. Um, and I mean, bless Juliana was our doula. She stayed up with me all night. The midwife went to sleep. James mm. went to sleep, and I, every minute, all night long, had these insane contractions, and she was like every single one cold cloth on my forehead, rubbing my back. Like she did not miss a single contraction. She was so there for me. Like I almost think it was because she was new that she, she did that. Like I think maybe a more, more seasoned (laughs) would be like, you're on your own for a couple. I need to like take care of myself here for a second. But she was like right there. It was was amazing. How many, how many babies has she uh, helped with now? Yeah. she doesn't do it anymore oh, she, yeah. <laughs> I think she did like one or two after you hours, were her last right she was like yeah that, that was way She's too like, traumatic fuck I was there for every <laughs> goddamn <laughs> that was the worst right? so uh, so yeah so Monday now we're into Tuesday and so it's like it. Tuesday afternoon and this has been going, you know, at first I was like, you know, for like the first hour and a bit, I was like, ha ha ha. And then I was like in it, but I was like, this is doable. And then it just became like not doable. Like it, in the night I was like, I don't know that I can keep doing this. And yeah. the next day it was like, I really don't. But we were so attached to this. And James and I started having these conversations and I was like, I'm just like, and it was like, I was at seven centimeters. I'm like, oh my God, like, I don't know that I can do this for like another two days and get to 10 and then push a baby out. Is that what, is like, that what it is? Is 10 is the, I don't know. 10 I don't is know the that. magic number. You oh, it is. Get okay, to 10 yeah. centimeters. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, I just. I can't picture what a centimeter is. A centimeter. That's eh. like a third of an inch or something. No, I, I, I don't no. know. We'll Half look an it up. inch. We'll look I'll it Google up. Google it. Um, <laughs> it, uh. Yeah, it was brutal. Yeah. It was brutal. And it was so we're like late afternoon on Tuesday and I was like I just can't. Yeah. Like I can't yeah. keep doing this. Yeah. And James was like you can do it, you can do it. And I was like really like I really really can't. And we yeah, actually had to have this moment where like he had to go talk to Juliana and I was yeah. like you know, we had like a big sort of huddle about what we were going to do mm-hmm. and finally it was like no, we're and I was like I just I'm and I this is when I felt like a failure. 
Hmm. This yeah. was when I was like, oh my God, I'm going to the freaking hospital. Like, yeah. And, um, and I, so this is when it started to sink in. Like, this is really not going to be the birth that I thought. Yeah. And we were, I was so private about things. Like, I didn't want, like, I really, I only wanted, like, Juliana, a midwife, and James. I did not want it to be, like, a team sporting event. Right. Yeah. Right? <laughs> right. And, I mean, that 20-minute drive to the hospital was one of the most hellacious of my life. That was mm. just, like, every bump, every everything. And that was awful. And, and probably like, in your head, too. Because you're like, I was, I, know, I was so devastated. And James and I weren't yet on the same page. He was like, okay. oh my God, you could have done it. We're not, you know, like he was disappointed. And, mm. and he was just like, he felt like I could have kept going. And so I had that to deal with. It's like, I'm letting him down. Mm. Maybe I'm screwing up the baby. Like, I didn't know what, all I knew is I was so fried. I just couldn't imagine. Mm. And we got there and, <laughs> and there's Dr. Crane. Um, bless him. He's, he's literally the best <laughs> doc. He was so good because the nurses He wasn't to, smug. He wasn't smug at all, although he had every right to be. He should have been like, told you so. Um, but he was not. I mean, he was so good. And he, were, he was like, did you, you know, he, was, he talked to me about the epidural. I was like, I'll do it myself. Like, how fast yeah. can you get this thing in? <laughs> you know, and James is reading the paperwork and reading about all the, like, possible side effects. He's like, are you sure? I was like, amputate my legs. I don't yeah, care. Don't. Like, make this stop. And so, you know, they did it. Apparently, it's a big needle. I couldn't see anything. I didn't care. And when it started to sink in, I was like, oh. It was like, it, I was the first time I smiled in a really long time. Sure. And, and Dr. Crane was amazing because <laughs> the nurses started to come in and they started to sort of automatically give me a bit of Pitocin. And he was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Mm. He's like, this is oh. a home birth transfer. Oh, good. He was wow. like, what she needs is to rest. He was like, and so give it. So at this point, we're at like 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. I, Tuesday night. I went into labor. Monday morning at right. 5 a.m. Yep. And he was like, and they looked at the, like they did the monitors and everything. And it was like, Sia was a, like the guy would literally said, he's like, we don't see heart rates like this. This is like textbook. And I was like, yeah, it's raw milk, baby. Yeah, um, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and all those green smoothies. All the green smoothies. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, and it was a male nurse. I was like, of course I get a male nurse. Of course I get a male nurse. Um, and I remember too asking him, I was like, the last meal I ate was Ethiopian food. I haven't gone to the bathroom. Oh, boy. Is oh, that wow. coming out? He goes, absolutely. Yeah. And he goes, but don't worry. Everybody does it. And if they say they didn't, they were just lied to. I was like, okay, so I'm about to shit out Ethiopian food yeah. in front of, like, a whole team of people and my husband. I don't, you know, again, it was one of those things. It's like, oh, I had this idea to be, like, all blissed out in my head. And I was extremely conscious of, like, yeah, that pooping, was about to I'm happen. pooping in front of a stadium crowd now. Right? Yeah. Pretty yeah. much. Pretty much. And so... But Dr. Crane, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, and there was. Oh, oh, oh boy. God. <laughs> oh, kind of like a diaper. Right? Oh. No offense. I love injera. I love Ethiopian food. <laughs> Is it weird that it's making me hungry? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> I was just thinking about the last Ethiopian meal we had, and I was like, ooh. Yeah. yeah I could go for that. Oh, my Gross. God. <laughs> um, well, so he said, let her sleep. I'm going to sleep for a few hours. I'll check in with you at four. Wow. And so he went and slept. Awesome. He let the me sleep. Did. The doctor. Awesome. That's a good, that's awesome. I know. Yeah. I, I didn't know they did know. that on shift. I didn't know they did that either. I was like, really? But I remember lying there, and Michelle at this point went home. I remember lying there, and I looked out the window, and there was the Hollywood sign. And I was like, <sighs> like, what has happened to my life? Like, yeah. for, I'm like this little Canadian girl. I never expected to come to L.A. It's not like I was like, a, you know, an actor. Like, this is not where I ever end up. I came to L.A., to like run Deep away born. from things. Oh, sorry. No. We all know <laughs> the reasons. Right. Yeah. I came to run away from things when I thought I'd stay for a couple months and then I'd like shuttle off somewhere, you know, more reasonable. And um, I mm. sort of never left at that point. And so I was I there going. I have heard the story of like why you ended up there, but that's, that's, another, that's another story. Yeah. Um, but, um, but I, but you know, sitting there going, I am in a hospital, mm. in labor, mm. and my view is the Hollywood sign. Yeah, that's fucking surreal. <laughs> it's totally surreal. I'm like, the fact that there's even palm trees out there, I'm still getting, like, I never, ever, ever got used to that in L.A. Yeah. Ever. I'd be like, there's a palm tree. There's another palm tree. Eight years later, there's still a palm tree. Like, yeah. I just couldn't get over that I lived somewhere where yeah. there were palm trees. L.A. is so like that. It's so unreal. It's yeah. so unreal. Yeah, and then the Hollywood sign, I was that. like, okay, my life is, like, officially not where I thought I would end up. <laughs> And so then he came to check me at like 4 a.m. I had dilated nicely. And I did give me a tiny bit of Pitocin, but it was like the lowest possible okay. dose. 
And Pitocin is a it's a cervical softener. Uh, yeah, it no. basically helps to speed up the contractions. Okay, right. It's like a synthetic form of oxytocin, okay. I, I believe. Um, and cervix softener. Cervix <laughs> softener. <laughs> not, like a doc- a stool softener. not a doctor. Yeah, it's kind of like. Rusty. Yeah, I don't feel like that thing gets. I mean, I th- yeah, soft, not the right word, but um, <laughs> breaker opener. Um, but um, so we decided it was time to push, and it, that was really weird because I couldn't feel anything. So they had to, because they, they, they titrated up the dose of the epidural oh. to my wishes. That was not them doing it. That was me like, oh my God, I do not want to feel anything. Mm. Like, you know, fast forward to second child and I did have an epidural and it was not nearly so intense. I, I could like, it was not this sort of like, like I probably could have stood up if I needed to. Whereas with this, it was like, until they turned it down, I couldn't feel my legs. I couldn't feel wow. anything. So they did turn it down, but then they turned it like way down and now I'm feeling everything. Mm. But again, but for the first while it was like, I was literally looking at the monitor to see when I had a contraction and then pushing and timing it based on what I'm seeing on a monitor, like a computer screen versus like any communication from my body. It was so weird. And it like it, it, you know, and you know, so um, I was expecting to be doing this in a small intimate environment, ideally in a tub with like my husband, a doula and a midwife. Yeah. And I had, I had a full team. Like it was, there was like, and it was the full like, push, like six oh. people. I don't know where all these nurses came from. There was a posse <laughs> of people. They bring them in like at the macaroni grill when they come right. to sing happy birthday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Students, push, was there blush. any students? There were probably, yeah. I'm sure there were students. Yeah. And there was also, and Davy at this point had delivered the other baby, gone home, had a full night of sleep. And now she was free. So she came. Wow. Oh. Yeah. And Juliana was there. And then I popped a fever, a massive fever. So Sia, rock star, the whole, like, heart rate literally never changed. They were just like, she is doing great. Mama, on the other hand, just spiked a fever of, like, 103. So now they're giving me antibiotics. And you know, I mean, how many fermented foods and how many probiotics did I take during that freaking, like, pro-pregnancy? And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, I'm crushed. I am now, like I had made peace with the epidural because it felt so good. Mm. But as soon as that antibiotic was injected, I was like, oh, that was like the next level of failure. Mm. And, um, and I'm pushing and I'm feeling so distracted. And there's so many nurses on me holding ice packs against me. Like I have a whole posse of people just like holding ice on me, Mm. let alone the people holding up my legs in these various positions. And then Dr. Crane's in there, and, and they kept saying, hey, we see a head, we see a head, we see a head, and then they'd be like, and it's gone. We see a head, we see a head. And this was going on for like two and a half hours, oh. okay? Mm. And I'm already, like, the, we're into the 40-hour mark, like 42, 43-hour yeah, right. mark wow. at this point. Marathon. And so, um, and at one point, he's like, he's like, hey, Davey, come feel this. I've never felt it before. And it's exactly so, what you want to hear. From your, from your OB, who is delivered, like, eight million babies right, right yeah. and I remember James being like here and I'm like shut up what did they just say you know and and uh Davy comes in and she like feels and she's again like between these two I can't even imagine the thousands of births they have seen oh goes, yeah I've never oh, seen that wow. either and I'm like what and I just like what have you never seen and he was like you have some like I don't know if it's an extra bone or he's like but she's getting caught on something and it's like scraping up and down her head and that's what's not and I was like, okay, what? And then he was like, well, I'm really confident we can get her head out, but I'm not sure about the rest of her. And I was like, okay, stop right there. This is when we like start talking interventions. Because he was like, well, we could suction. We could do-. And I was like, no, no. And I'm, now I'm like going into the deep memory of like th- anything that I've heard about our, my birth, yeah. right? Mm. Yeah. And I'm like, no, we are not risking anything. Like, yeah. you know, and he was like, because he, he was being so delicate because I was a home birth transfer. So bless him for being so like considerate right. of that. Yeah, he was seriously. like, he did not like, to him, C-section was the absolute last resort huh. right. because yeah. of right. who I was and what I wanted. Huh. So I was actually there going like, you know, no, I think C-section. He was like, are you sure? You know, we could try this. We could try that. And I was just like, you know, as soon as he said, I'm not sure about the rest of her, I was like, it's just like, no, you just know. What a big statement. No. And James was like, no, C-section. And so they, you know, they made, and then I was just like, oh my God, this is like everything I didn't want. Right. Like everything I didn't want. And it got wheeled in. And I don't know if this is, it must be standard procedure, but you know, they, they upped the epidural and they added whatever they add to, like, make sure you really don't feel anything. Right. They strap you down like oh. you're in, like you're Jesus, right? Like, I was literally pinned with my arms like this. Really? And there's a big curtain and they're doing oh. all the stuff right there. Wow. So Because I can't, they can't have me risk moving sure, at all, sure. right? 
they let both Davy and James into the OR. Thank goodness. Wow. And Davy was amazing. Mm. She literally got down right by my head and she was like, okay. She walked me through everything they were going to do. Mm. She was like, she, before anything, she was like, you need to know that this is not a gratuitous C-section. This is like, you know, 50 years ago, you probably both would have died. Like, wow. like yeah. you, like this is, like this, this is, is life saving. This is why they invented. So yeah. she's like, you need to know that this is saving your life and this is saving your baby's life. Wow. And she's like, and I'm going to coach you through birthing this baby. Cool. And wow. so she was like, okay, you're going to feel this. You're going to feel that, you know? And she's like, when you feel this tugging, I want you to just mentally, you're just pushing this baby out. And she was like coaching me as though I was pushing the baby out, oh, but cool. to like emotionally sort of push her. Wow. And I mean, I can't even, like, she was so incredible. I, I can't even, I don't know how I would have done it without her, you know. And With the curtain there, I'd imagine that, imag like, helps you to kind of leave the space a little bit. And oh, get into the, oh yeah. 100%. And I that's... had no idea. I mean, I could feel tugging. She's like, yeah, you're going to sure. feel tugging. It's yeah. going to feel a bit weird. And then I remember she, her going like, James, you're going to want to watch this and you're going to want to get your phone out. <laughs> and she, and cause he was like right down beside me too. And then he like stood up and like got his phone out and then they like pulled Sia out. Oh, and wow. we still have pictures of her like, you know, all like, and, um, but you, so you asked, so your first question, a very long answer to a question of like, remember meeting Sia. So they of course took her to the other side of the room to clean her up. And he was so good. Like James immediately left me and went straight to Sia. He would not let that kid out of his sight at that hospital because yeah. they keep wanting to like sort of shuttle the baby away sure and yeah. he's like not without me cool so we got a lot of dirt on what goes on behind the scenes because yeah. he went to, he went behind the scenes with them whenever mm. they took her wow. but they so they did like the basics and then they brought her over to me but i'm still strapped like you know whatever and he kind of brings her over to me and there's just this like head and she's i can't remember if she was crying or not but there's just this and i remember looking at her and i was like she looks like an alien like i i like there was no there was in that first moment i was like i couldn't quite see her cuz she was so close i couldn't hold her we couldn't yeah. touch other than she kind of like kind of like pushed her cheek up against mine mm. and i was like no like like i was kind of like oh my god this is my worst nightmare i don't like my like i don't i don't have oh, that connection yeah. right cuz i didn't yeah. and I, I literally was like oh my god like I don't have the connection. Like I mm. don't, and all these stories went through my brain. Like I don't have what it takes to be a mother. I just failed the birth. I just like, you know, I had all these antibiotics and then they did a C-section and like all the things started to pile in. And then, you know, Sia and James are off, right? Like they're off to do whatever they do. Um, and it's way more intensive when you've had a C-section than if you've mm -hmm. had a natural birth. And I was just there. And Davey did stay with me for most of being sewn up. But then they Were just you strapped down the whole time you were being sewn up and everything? Too? Totally. Wow, okay. Until they moved me off that table and put me onto a thing where they took me into a room. And then I was in the recovery room completely by myself oh. with this, like, wow. with this dude who was, like, sort of monitoring. I can't remember if Juliana was actually. I think Juliana might have been there, too. I, to I can't totally remember. And Juliana, yeah. she's stuck in that whole time. I mean, this is, like, 48 hours. I know. Wow, good for her. She was born at 44 hours. And what was Davy's role? Like, does she become a... Another doula? Basically. Okay, Basically. okay, okay. 100%. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Although she and Dr. Crane had such a good relationship. That's why, I mean, the things he was, was kind of say, inviting her to do was because he has such respect for her. I, okay. He would never, I don't think he back up for pretty much anybody else. I mean, yeah, she's yeah, just yeah. like, she is like the one in LA. Okay. Cool. Um, huh. And uh, did he know her? Like, did they have a relationship? Oh, 100%. 100%. 100%. Right. 100%. Got it. Um, and so, and he, I mean, really, he was the exact opposite of everything I thought was going to happen. I mean, there's mm. lots of pieces of it that I didn't like, but he, the way he treated me, yeah, I, I mean, I can't find a moment. In fact, the next day when he came to visit me, he was beating himself up. He was like, I just keep thinking like, could we have done this? Could we have done that to avoid mm. a C-section? And I was like, oh my gosh, like, I can't believe that you're. Yeah, still thinking, thinking about, about this. this. Like it was so Your 8, sweet. Your eight thousand baby, and he's like, yeah. mm, I'm really hung up on that one. Yeah, no, he Sounds was like so. He was amazing. Did you? But, this might be spoiler, or yeah. we'll be talking about this later. But did you ever find out what the extra bone was, or anything? No, we've oh. never we looked for it so on X-rays and ultrasound and nothing. Well, it didn't show up with Sasha, so I don't know. Oh, interesting. Wow. Sometimes things can kind of move around. Yeah, I honestly, but sure. Sia did show. I mean, she had a huge scrape upside on the side of her head. Like you could tell wow. that she'd been like rubbing up and down against something for two and a half hours. But so, so, so I'm in the, in this room, it felt like hours. James says it was like 20 minutes. It felt like hours that I was just lying oh, there and they yeah. wouldn't let me eat. So I still haven't eaten. 
right? And I did poop. I can still remember every time I pushed and, and I saw someone like sweep in and like clean something. Like, oh. A little poop vacuum. There's more poop Ethiopian sweeper. food. And I was like, how is James ever going to look me in the eyes again? Like, I can't or believe what he's e- seen. Ethiopian food. Or Ethiopian food. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I like the idea that there's a shit sweeper. Yeah. There is a shit yeah. sweeper. Yeah, I there love totally that. are. There's multiples. I, yeah. Um, so I think he, there's a lot of high, right? t- there's a high turnover rate in that job. <laughs> <laughs> I know. How's your day? It was shitty. Right. Yeah. yeah there's nothing like, else you can always, say about it. Yeah. I know. Talk about like provider kind of birth trauma. I wonder if the poop, like the poop sweeper is kind of the one that's like, wow. I've, I would I imagine that's know. one that, that you get like kind of accustomed to it pretty quickly. Yeah. Like, I think it's very, yeah. I don't, they didn't seem bothered by it at all. I think, all. yeah. I don't know. But so there I was. And then <clears> James and Sotia came in and he brought her to me. And I will remember, and he would even say that that was like the world didn't make sense until that moment. And I definitely felt mm. this like. I don't know. Like my, I had, I just had a baby. She's somewhere in this hospital. I've seen her, but she was. I've blurry seen and her, weird. but she was blurry and yeah. weird. I don't feel an emotional connection yet, and I didn't just push out. So I didn't have like the hormones that kick right. in when you push oh, the baby right. out. Yeah, I don't sure. have those at my benefit yet. Mm-hmm. I'm starving, and they won't let me eat or drink anything other than suck on the occasional ice cube. Mm. And I've eaten since Station Sunday night, eight. right? Yeah. And this is now, you know, Wednesday morning at four yeah. o'clock in the morning. And so, um, and then finally she comes in, and it was just like, oh, and then. And everything was yeah. wonderful. Mm. Although, you know, funny thing, the next day I was like, you know, this is the fact that it was a C-section is actually good because now there's only like one area of recovery. And James was like, mm, you didn't see what I saw. I think, yeah, I think. And I remember I got up and I was like, oh, and he was like, yeah. I was like, oh, that sucks. Mm. I have all the trauma and none of the like, you know, reward that I like actually right. pushed her yeah. out that, that way. But yeah. it was yeah. like, I mean, I was broken. And then just to like, to finish it, like, so I, I then went home. Now, luckily nursing, a lot of women have troubles with that. That was not an issue. I had so much milk mm. um, and she latched really well. I mean, there was, a, there was a few painful days there at the beginning, but mm. that's pretty normal. Yeah. Um, but then, um, then I broke my foot 10 days. Oh, in. broke what? your foot? Because, you see, we had all these people come to help us, which was so sweet, because my mom wasn't living anymore, right? Mm. So, like, our friend Laura flew from Portland down to mm. L.A. and, like, literally taught me how to, like, change nappies and burp oh. and, like, swaddle. I didn't know how to do any of this. I'd never done this before. Like, I remember, right. I, mean, I was, like, not a baby person, yeah, yeah. you know? Um, <laughs> and so, Quick learning curve. Right? So she came and did, like, all the things a mom would do. And then yeah. we had another friend living with us for a little bit. But then it was, like, everybody was going, and James had to go back to work. And I was, like, I need to know that – and see a – so I think I joke that it's because I walked with five miles a day. She would only sleep moving. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you kind of screwed yourself there. Oh, I so hosed myself. <laughs> and so she'd be hysterical. And the only thing that would help is to put her in the ergo or put her like somewhere close to yeah. on you and then walk. And I was under strict instructions not to do any of this because I had a C-section. But I was like, I need to be able to comfort my own baby. Right, right. So against everybody's better judgment, I strapped on the ergo to know that I could do it. And James... Are you sure this is a good idea? Are you sure this is a good idea? (laughs) Everyone says you shouldn't do this. Are you sure this is a good idea? Of course it's a good idea. Of course it's a good idea. I get to the bottom of our stairs, and there was just like someone had a lot of packages delivered, and there was a like mat that I didn't see, and I twisted my ankle and Ah. fell. Now, the good thing is, is I realized that I did have maternal instincts because I immediately protected her and not myself, which was great. But what happened is I massively overstretched the tendon. So I was then, of course, she's screaming. I'm now screaming. <laughs> and we, like, hobble back upstairs. She's still in the ergo. And then I hear just this, like, snap. Uh, yeah, and I pulled, like, that, la- that, that bone, the long one on the pinky fifth, foot. or like Fifth a, metatarsal. Yeah, snapped it right in half. Yeah. And so, yeah. So it was like, I mean, it was just Ow. this, like, we had to go get a, we, I mean, I had to go get a cast. Now I really can't soothe her. Um, I remember we went and had to buy a lazy boy and I had a very specific <laughs> idea of who sits in a lazy boy yeah. and it wasn't me. You do. Right? Yeah. And you were just I, seeing all these versions of yourself that you never I had. was just I was in front of the Hollywood sign drinking a Pabst Blue Ribbon sitting in my with my broken oh, foot in a lazy boy. Oh, hey. I still there's one super distinct moment I can remember. So there I am. I also was barely fending off mastitis because I had so much milk. Mm. And so I'm sitting there 
old wives trick, cabbage leaves in the yeah. bra, mm-hmm. my like gigantically swollen boobs mm-hmm. sitting there in like an old house coat with my bra stuffed with cabbage leaves <laughs> in a lazy boy watching the Olympics. Like I don't watch TV. Awesome. Okay. And I was like, and then friends of ours from the dance community came and I'll never forget the look on my friend's face. And he just looked at me with this like, like you could tell he was so repulsed. <laughs> And he was trying so hard to not show it. Yeah. And I was just looking at him like, fuck off. Like, don't even talk to me. Like, I, could, I just couldn't. I couldn't. And I was like, I... And then I would torment myself and watched um, YouTube videos of home births. And oh. I would literally sit there and cry and watch these videos. <laughs> and James was like, why are you watching that? And I was like... I failed and you know and people will everyone says you have a healthy baby and 100 percent like honestly that really is the most important thing um and there was so and this is when all the stuff around but i'm a nutritionist and but i this is my community this is what i do this Mm -hmm. is like and i just went back through every single thing i did and like how did i make this happen and how Mm. did i fail this baby and how (laughs) did i you know i just like ripped myself to shreds over the next few months so that was Sitting that there was crying into your into your coleslaw titties. I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, um, watching YouTube videos in the Olympics. Oh my and coleslaw on my bra. <laughs> it was not my best oh, that's, moment. I know. It was oh. not my best moment. Yeah. But I learned so much, and like when I had Sasha years later, I was so clear. I was like, "Look, yeah, I'm doing it in a hospital." Mm. And I, I mean, we were also in Portland at that point. So it was a very different hospital experience. Mm. And all the things mm. that we had to sort of beg for at Cedars in LA was like just basic standard of care here. Yeah. And you did, you saw that like for sure. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, they, they don't so even, they people, do like yeah. bedside or they call it breast side. Like they don't ever take the baby away from you. Like right. they do all the care while you are, you know, they will like, you know, if the placenta cord is long enough, they'll just put the baby right there. They oh, take yeah. you like you do, right. like it's not even, you don't even have to ask for it. That's just what they do. Yeah. Right. So all the cool. things that we like, like really wanted they they were just like of course that's what we do here cool how uh, how did you get there because that that seems to me like a, a momentous leap to go from you know i have completely failed as mm-hmm. a woman and mother to like i'm doing a hospital birth i'm so clear i'm empowered i know exactly what i'm doing what did well, you do a lot ha- i mean it was four years later yeah a lot happened in that time we had a miscarriage in that time. Mm. Um, and um, and I was also really content with one because I'm an only child. And so mm. the idea of anything more than oh, one yeah. was like kind of mind-boggling to me. Although the miscarriage made me really clear that I actually did want to. Although then I was, I did still kind of back and forth for a little while. Like mm. I really clear and then the further away I got from it, then I sort of talked myself out of it. And I think mm. there was an element of like just protecting myself. Mm. And it wasn't until we moved to Portland and had a house and a sort of an environment that was a bit more conducive to more children that it was right. like, okay, maybe we could consider this. But then I was, you know, talk advanced maternal age. I mean, Sasha was born a week before my 42nd birthday. Right. Okay. Right? right. So I was in every high risk, everything at that point. Yeah. And, um, and I was a VBAC. Right. Which everyone right. said wasn't possible. Right. And I was really, like, I really wanted that VBAC, but I was also really clear that well so the thing that happened in the first one is there was a lot of little moments in there and I honestly don't even remember the details of them but there was a lot of little moments where I let everybody else override what I wanted mm, sure. like who knows if I'd hung out in the birthing pool mm. who knows mm-hmm. maybe I would have just chilled out enough for it to you know mm. and who knows if like because I ignored my own instincts and desires the whole way I just did what I was told huh. right you know and and even huh. like the desire to go to the hospital we went probably two or three hours later than I would have liked to because I was letting everybody else make decisions mm. around me right. until I finally was like I, I really can't like mm. I didn't I didn't sort of own it and James and I had big conversations leading up to Sasha's birth about like I call the shots and cool. it's about me tuning in and we had a doula who was sort of of Davy's ilk and that she'd done you know, thousands of births yeah. and she knew everybody yeah. at OHSU yeah. and she was like, she fought for me so many times. Like there was times where they were like, cause it was also, I, you know, apparently I don't have babies quickly. Um, <laughs> and, and, <laughs> so Sasha was like th- in the 30 something hours, but you know, when I did like 20 something without medication, mm. 
And then mm. there came, and then they did the nitrous thing. I remember hearing one of your other interviewees talking about the nitrous thing. I think all it does is give you something else to think about because it's like a very totally. sort of complicated timing thing. You're like, I think I'm going to contract. I don't know. Okay, here it comes, and they have to do it just before. And you're like, so like well, because like I got nitrous to have my wisdom to, to, tooth yeah. pulled, right? I mean, it's not that's that's the level of pain that you're dealing with when yeah. you're getting nitrous. <laughs> like, yeah, no, it's not it's, birth. It did. I didn't really feel any change in pain. I just felt a focus. I could look, sort of pay attention elsewhere. Mm. But there was definitely, like, at this point, now we recognize, like, I could do it, I could do it, I could do it. It wasn't like I was having fun and it wasn't comfortable. It was really painful and I do Mm. contract a lot. But then there was a point where I was like, oh, and I just went over the edge, can't do it anymore. And Mm. James recognized it in me too. So he Mm. was like, yep, here we go. And we asked her the epidural and and I remember because the epidural didn't like really kick in at first and I was like, Mm. you can, you can, you can, you can turn that puppy up a little bit. (laughs) 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 And they kind of kept doing it. And then finally I, and I kept, it was like with Sasha, you know, sort of always down to the line, you know, they were going to induce me Monday morning, you know, Mm. if I hadn't gone into labor at that point. And I went into labor like 10 o'clock Sunday night, right? Oh yeah. After Mm. Thai food, apparently ethnic food and meat. Well that and and acupuncture from Miss Karen here. Oh yeah, that's right. You did that. Oh yeah. It was not the most pleasurable (laughs) acupuncture experience of my life. It's not a spa treatment. No, 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 no. But it worked. Um, But so it was kind of like that the whole way. They kept having these markers and it's like, oh, if you haven't progress to this point at this point mm. then we're going to do this intervention and literally it would be like minutes before bang I would hit the marker and they'd be like okay wow. okay we missed that one that's like, so, so cute because it's that's kind of so that's Sasha 100% Sasha like to hang out with her she's like she was like a late walker and she's Completely. kind of just like I'm going to do my own thing at my own speed yeah, right she's like much. do you have a deadline for me I will just meet it that's awesome <laughs> I foresee a lot of issues in high school and like essays oh, yeah. and stuff she's, she's going to be, be like rad. the one who stays up all night she's going to be a procrastinator oh, like my God. Mikey <laughs> um, well, it's so interesting to hear stories from women who've like what they do on their second birth because yeah. so yeah. they're like I, I went through all these things you know even if the first birth was easy totally. but there's so like so many people if they've had a home birth or if they've had you know something that's like you know a little mm-hmm. bit of a harder choice they've been like it's the second one because they're like yeah I'm like I'm gonna do that I'm gonna go through it like yep. whatever and it's like I, I know what my body is capable of 100%. I've got the confidence and I think that's true for you too after the miscarriage even mm-hmm. just like knowing I don't know, my body's a badass temple. 100%. I can fucking go through some things and come out on the other side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I was definitely a completely different space, way more in charge. Mm. And, cool. uh, you know, when I did dilate, again, I've been like 30-something hours, and they were like, okay, ready to push. And I was like, I need a nap. And everyone just sort of stopped and looked at me. <laughs> and I was like... This is how I do it. I need a nap. Yeah. And my, this is when my doula kicked in. She's like, she gets a nap. And they were yes. like. Yes. That's awesome. And they were literally, and she was like, you know, she's like, there's, the baby's not under any distress. Like, there's nothing here other than it's the middle of the night and y'all want to go home. Like, nothing here preventing her from taking a nap. Wow. Awesome. So the, the doctor just kind of looked at us and she was like, you have one hour. And so awesome. I was like, great. So I like lay on one side for 30 minutes and I lay on the other side for 30 minutes. And I'm like, great, I'm ready to go. And I was. And I, I got the energy uh, I needed. And God, I need a nap doula. To tell right? you that I need a nap. <laughs> I'll say I'm going to take a nap and Corinne looks at me and like rolls her eyes and just I know that like she loses a little bit of love for me. I'm like, dude, I, I want to take a nap. So I need my nap doula. My nap, my nap right? advocate. My nap advocate. Right? Nap advocate. Oh my gosh. Um, That's great. I, I'm curious about your, you know, do you work with pregnant women? Do you work with women that are, or even just women that want to conceive? All the time. And do, do you have, like does, it must color the way that you talk to them and counsel them and does does your birth experience kind of come into the way that you now work with women you know that's so interesting because I am so careful never to try to impose any of my especially the birth experience if there's anything that this has taught me is it's so hyper personal you know like when Sia was born and I was torturing myself watching home birth videos I was part of a bunch of Facebook groups of all these like crunchy mamas in fact Mm. I think one was called like crunchy mamas Facebook group and they were all like (laughs) sharing there's a bunch of us pregnant at the same time they were all sharing these amazing home births yeah and I was like hero stories and I just I it was I was so I I just just retreated like I was like I can't even share what's going on for me because I Mm -hmm. feel you know, and there was always a lot of like, oh, epidural does this, this, this. Oh, this one does this, this, this. This study came out. That study came out. Mm. And I was like, I feel so 
You know, I, there's a term I learned recently within like the sort of spiritual world of the sort of like law of attraction, this kind of like spiritual terrorism. It's like mm. if your life isn't perfect, it's because you're not like attracting the good shit or like yeah. you're not in alignment or like oh, whatever like it is. And it can is, become this double-edged sword, right? Yeah. And I actually saw that with Christian science to a certain degree with my dad. You know, anytime he was having a physical struggle and wasn't able to sort of correct it, like you could see this extra layer, like the longer it went on, not only was it that he was now feeling badly, but there was like he was extra feeling badly about because he was still feeling badly and he sort of shouldn't, you know? So it gets really complicated in a hurry and it was that same kind of thing. It was like, Mm. "Mm." and and I was like, before Sia's birth, I was right there with him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? And so if it changed me in any way, it changed me in that I am so quiet about that and Mm. I'm so supportive of whatever the mama wants. You know, it's like, here's, you know, and and I get lots of questions. Should I encapsulate my placenta? And should I do this? And should I do that? And I'll give them what I know and I'll give them, you know, sort of pros and cons and then really just try to help them tap into what is right for them Uh because it is just not, it's just, it's so hard hyper-personal. Like, for some people, it's the most terrible, like, the idea of a home birth is the most terrifying thing on the planet. They're Uh like, how could you even contemplate that? Uh And then for others, it's, like, for me, it's, like, the exact opposite at first, you know? Although now I'm, like, absolutely have a baby in a hospital. It seems like a really good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, you know, it's, um, I just think it's so important to honor, I think, to educate yourself, Mm -hmm. to have lots of plan Bs and Cs and Ds and Mm -hmm. Ds and be completely, and it's it's just, you never, you never know. You never know, you know? said be an advocate for yourself mm-hmm. and like know what you need right. mm-hmm. I will say if there's anything I push is I'm super in favor of a doula yeah cool. because yeah. you're just too tired right yeah. like even yeah. if you know what you want there's the white coat syndrome that creeps in there can be issues between you and your spouse because everyone's tired and it's so many emotions. And to have somebody who has sat with you for many hours beforehand, gotten super clear, and can who can like really be there for you and yeah. just like show up. Yeah. I really think that that's and actually it was amazing. We weren't going to have a doula for this one, the one at the hospital, because I'm like, oh, there's all these nurses, you know, it's gonna be more help than we need. Yeah. Um, and it was our OB in OHSU who was like, I strongly recommend that you get a doula. There's all this new research that shows the risk, the the chances of a VBAC, a successful VBAC are like way higher if you have a doula. And I remember being like- What a cool study. Yeah. Right? Which one did that? I know. Well, this is OHSU. You guys are important. Well, You're in the right place. I know I mean, OHSU is yeah. rad. Um, so, yeah. So I was like, okay. And that's why we went out and got And because we really only got her like sort of two months out of the, from the um, birth. Wow. But wow. it, was a, it was an amazing decision. And she really helped. Like, as I said, like I asked for something and they kind of, you could feel the mounting pushback. And she was just like, she gets a nap. Like, wow. <laughs> that's so great. Yeah. I mean, it's just. I was joking about the nap doula, but I mean, like the it's like what an awesome thing to have in so many places in your life that we don't have like a doula. Like a doula, we think yeah. about only for pregnancy, but it's like God, how many? Yeah. <laughs> like there's so many life decisions that I've made mm. that I would have loved someone to help me usher through that decision right? or that sure. moment or sure. whatever it is, like a grief doula after yeah. death. Oh, there or is, there is. Well, you know, I mean, that's how our that's how society and cultures used to be. Yeah. Right. Like right. we're all these like little isolated bubbles trying to figure out our own stuff all by ourselves, right? It's like yeah. a community. It would always be that. I know. I you love would that. never have to make a decision by yourself. Yeah. You don't have to raise a child by yourself. Right. Right. Yeah. Takes a village. I can remember, I mean, Sia was not an easy child. I mean, bless her. She's like the, the most amazing kid ever. Loves you. And she's like a lot of work. And I remember the first time I like hung out with a friend of mine who had a baby. I'm like, they sleep. <laughs> <laughs> That's a thing. I'm like, she just kind of lies there. And they're like, yeah. I'm like, I didn't, and they were like, oh yeah, I know, Sia. She was, you know, nobody says that to you when you're the new mom. Right, right. You know, um, so thank goodness Sasha was more like that. (laughs) Yeah, some people say, most people don't. Most people are like, "Mm, I'm going to be quiet. This was wonderful. I know. I I just, I feel like you took us on um, not one journey, but like many journeys. I feel like you've lived like a hundred lifetimes. And um, it was just really, I think, so valuable to hear your story and then I just feel um honored that you opened mm-hmm. up in the way that you did well thank and you for having me to talk I've literally I don't I've never talked about it like this so we yeah. love it yeah I don't know if the world is ready <laughs> <laughs> do you um do you mind if we play a little game with you just a quick little game at the end to finish Not it at all okay so this is something we like to call five favorites five favorites 
And we're just going to ask you your five favorite somethings, and you're just going to insert your answer really quick. Um, rapid fire. Rapid fire, first thing comes to your mind. I'll give you an easy, I'll give you a softball oh, for your first question. What's your favorite swear word? Damn it. I thought it was a softball. It was, I know, I'm thinking, because well, there's the one that I use the most often, which I shouldn't, which is, of course, fuck. But then there's <laughs> the one that I actually get a lot of satisfaction from when it comes out, which is, damn it. Oh, wow. nice. That's a solid one. Yeah. When, like, feels for those of you that, that aren't watching, when she said it, her whole face <laughs> and demeanor changed like she embodied damn it. Can yeah. I just tell you a super, super funny, really fast like story about that? Because I do, I am like <laughs> a Canadian swear word. Like a Canadian swear word. Like damn it. It's like, it's, that's like B. Like, or not be like PG or something. That's yeah, it's really hilarious. Cute. Well, let me tell you. So I do. If if when my children start swearing, it's hundred percent me. James is so good about that, and I have complete oh, I know. He potty is mouth. Good about that. And it just it just comes out. And it was so funny. Like this was like two or three years ago. Yeah. One day, Sia's up in the attic. She does something. She drops it. And she goes, "Damn it!" And I looked at her and I was like, "Oh!" oh. And so we. I sat her down. I said, "Hey, Sia. You know, I know where you learned that from. I know that mommy says that sometimes. And you know, it's really not a good word. And we have to like really help each other. So if I." I hear you say it. I'm just going to remind you that it's a really not a good word and yeah. that not to say it. And then if you hear mommy say it, you can say it to me. She goes, okay, mommy. I kid you not. She's not said it since. Wow. Wow. Now. She's just saying I've fuck. said it since. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's not said anything. She's not sworn. Really? She has told it. And I have, I mean, seriously, you guys, I don't even, I, I know at some point it's completely come. Oh, the other day we were out for dinner and I said something like, what did I say? Oh, it's a pain in the ass or something. She goes, it's a pain in the axe. And James just starts howling. And she goes, well, and she thought that we were laughing because I don't know what she thought. We, were, we just, I mean, tears running down my face. And she's like, well, it would hurt because an ax, that is a pain. I That's was like, true. oh, Solid. man. I mean, it's, it's I mean, all logic. <laughs> anyway, sorry, yes. I'm going to celebrate your parenting win there, though, because you clearly handled that situation oh. really brilliantly. Oh, yeah. The, the, the damn it one. Yeah. No, I love that. All right, Mikey. All right, next one. Um, favorite 90s makeout song. Ooh. Okay, so um, I actually thought about this one. Um, I, I knew you were going to ask that. She and came so preloaded, I came folks. very, I came preloaded. So I actually up. have two. So I have two answers because okay. I have the song. You were making out a lot. Well, I have the song or the album, right? So Ooh, the song great. is Cowboy Junkies, Sweet Jane. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, uh, but if you're yeah. tucking in for the night, Portishead, dummy. Ooh. Wow. Those are good. Those are deep cuts. They are. I like it. I'd make out to both those. <laughs> We'll yeah. I was going to say, maybe you will tonight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can see them look at each other. Portishead dummy. We haven't listened to that in a long time. It gets you through the whole night. Yeah, it does. It's true. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't, just got hot in here. <laughs> let's go, well, let's go political. Your favorite um, 2020 candidate currently. I think it's a roster of 10 now. I think it's yeah, 10 or 11. Um, so I'm going to go with Kamala Harris. Okay. Nice. Yep. okay. With a close runner up of Pete Buttigieg. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I like it. Yep. How about oh, favorite comfort food? Yeah. Eat your feelings food? Oh, come on now. Mac and cheese. Mac yes. and cheese. Without a doubt. Yeah. Ooh, that sounds so Shamefully good. out of the box so is actually even a little bit better for the comfort factor. Dude, probably a good. little bit more chemical factor. I know. It's I like don't know the, what. Like complete. Definitely. Like I'll have like homemade mac and cheese. It's so good. But like. But it doesn't fill the I, need. I kind of want the box mac and cheese. Yeah. I just do. Yeah. yeah. I know. That's all right. We don't need to be ashamed of it. No. Own it. Stand in your truth. That's right. It's like the least naked food out there, but that's okay. Yeah. It's like the more fluorescent Yeah, I know. Orange, Your followers are going to be like, oh my God. Well, if they've read my book, I, do, I have a reveal. I literally have a reveal in my last chapter of my book. And then sort of oh, awesome. Because I used to, I used it like as I was writing the book, I was like, use it as, as like inspiration. I would be like completely struggling. and be like, okay, finish this chapter. And then you can have a box of mac and cheese. And <laughs> I don't care. Are you saying box like, um, like craft or like Annie's well, no, or something? Well, no, it would have been like at that point, it would have been like Annie's or right. something. Right, and yeah, Annie's but is like, delicious. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. But yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah, and then the last one, I guess, is like, We've kind of already talked about a lot of it, but yeah. Well, how about your your favorite most recent interaction with a with a healthcare provider? No, so define healthcare provider. Does it have to be like Western medicine, or can no, it be no, like- no? Any anyone that's delivered some variety of a health service. To well, because oftentimes the like stories on the show end up being kind of like, oh, like right, this happened no, no, and it totally. was kind of terrible. And so yeah. we want to like we want to just like show that like. There's a lot of great people doing great things out there. Totally. Right. Which you, yeah, you did highlight you really did. brilliantly. Yeah. So, I mean, I think, yeah, I did. There was a lot of amazing experiences I had. Um, I didn't feel like, I feel like I didn't earn them. I feel like if anyone who should have had the bad experience, it was me because I was so skeptical going in. But they really showed up. 
Um, no, I'd say re- so. Recently, um, I I've connected with a really awesome chiropractor in town mm. who oh, does great. a combination of. I mean, yes, there's chiropractic, but he does a lot of muscle release and mm. a lot of like sort of spiritual stuff. And I think he's got a background in shamanism. I'm oh, not totally cool. sure, but it's who like very multi layered. His name is uh, Dr. Anthony Schaefer. He's over. He's actually his, his offices are right in that that sort of like 70s style complex near Porcano. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. Okay. He's great. He's cool. great. He's just like, and he really, when I had vertigo recently, he, it was his, whatever he did, um, was the only thing that would give me any kind of relief for a little bit. Um, and, awesome. um, yeah, no, he's just really like, he sort of really sees you, you know what I mean? So you always get like I love that. more than just an adjustment. Right. I'm not really like an adjustments kind of girl. It's like not normally where I go to for things, but mm-hmm. like if things are like really kind of wonky, then. Yeah. And he can adjust on lots of levels. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Spiritual adjustment. Awesome. Well, Margaret, I see you. And I really appreciate you. Um, yeah, I appreciate you coming and sharing dinner with us. And um, yeah, taking so much of your time to share such a really beautiful and unique and incredible story. Well, thank you guys for having me. Thank you for being a friend. <laughs> yeah. uh, come on. <laughs> Um, all right, you guys. So join us uh, next week for another episode of Mikey and Ren's Day. And I think it's going to be uh, us two next week. Yes. I don't think we're going to have an interview. Yep. Yeah. But Margaret, thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me. It was, it was really, awesome. really fun. Do you want to plug anything at the end? Plug anything. I don't know. Yeah, plug um, away. Eatnaked.com. Our enormous no. listener base. <laughs> well, eatnakednow.com, although yep. it's about to change, but I'll let that be a reveal for down the road. Nice. Um, well, I will just say that my clients, so I'm a functional nutritionist, and I do, most of my clients are like women in their 30s with Hashimoto's trying to get pregnant. So if that happens mm. to be you, wow, that's actually yeah. kind of like what I do. Great. Cool. So. Yeah, that's great. Um, okay, thank you. Thank you so much. I'm Mikey. And I'm Rin. And tonight... <gasps> We're gonna, we're gonna stay in. We're staying in. (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye.